like Salesforce, there are businesses that are doing the right thing. Aloha! No, no. Aloha! Salesforce has transformed the way businesses do business. The reality is nothing is more important to me than the success of our customers. One of the most admired companies in the world. That is why we're here as Trailblazers, because we are here to make the world better. The doors are open here for everybody. We just need to go through them. This episode features an interview with Shauna Hughes, the Global Product Growth and Innovation Evangelist at Get Feedback. Shauna is also a Salesforce MVP with more than 14 years in its ecosystem, as well as a winner of the Equality Trailblazer Award. In this episode, Shauna takes us on her inspiring journey from Salesforce user to trailblazer and thought leader. You'll hear the amazing ways community support combined with mentorship helped Shauna achieve her goals and why she believes paying it forward as a mentor is the best way to provide value to others. But before we get into it, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Inside the Ohana is brought to you by Qualify. Qualified is the pipeline generation platform for revenue teams that use Salesforce. Intelligently grow your pipeline by understanding signals of buying intent and having real-time conversations. Learn more over on qualified.com. So please enjoy this interview between Shauna Hughes and your host, Dan Darcy. Welcome to Inside the Ohana. I'm Dan Darcy, Chief Customer Officer at Qualified. And today I'm joined by my friend, Shauna Hughes. Shauna, how are you? Hey, Dan. It is going great on this side of the planet for me. I am so happy to be here with you today. And thank you so much for thinking about me and having me join you. I'm excited to get started and bring out all the fun that we're about to have. So I want to dive right into our first segment, Ohana Origins. Origin story begins. This is my origin story. This is an origin story. So going back 14 years earlier, tell me how you discovered Salesforce. I was working for a large DME home infusion company. DME is durable medical equipment in the healthcare space. And I worked in what we would consider a call center. They call it their patient contact center. And within that patient contact center, I became like the default trainer. So then they kind of promoted me to their revenue support trainer. And then one day they were like, yeah, so we've been on this DOS-based system for quite some time and we really want to upgrade and do something different. And what they chose was Salesforce, which it was pretty crazy for those times, right? Like a patient intake system on Salesforce. Salesforce back then was really known as a sales tool, like it wasn't known to help you with your patient intake process. However, management team had foresight and seen that the technology was great. They decided to then implement Salesforce across 250 branches and three large COEs. And they asked me to come along for the ride. So I worked with Accenture at the time was their implementation partner and I worked with them. And that's how I started learning all about Salesforce. So Shauna, I want the viewers and the listeners to get to know you a little bit. And you're a trailblazer. It's time for you to brag a little because you've had some incredible success with Salesforce over the years from earning the Equality Trailblazer Award to a, and a golden hoodie to signing the White House's pledge to America's workforce along with Mark Benioff. What would you say is the biggest success you've had at Salesforce and with Salesforce or something that you're most proud of? Yeah, what I'm most proud of or the biggest success that I have 
was really me being able to use my platform to help others really realize their potential in the tech space, especially those who have been historically excluded or underrepresented in the tech ecosystem. I had the honor and the privilege to work with Christina Jones, to work with Mark Benioff, to highlight a nonprofit that I helped found. And we were able to be on the Dreamforce stage and had a lot of support from people like Suzanne DiBianca, a lot of support from different departments within, you know, the Salesforce organization. It's just been amazing to take part in. It's awesome. And I love hearing that. And obviously, I've witnessed that firsthand with you. And you are an inspiration to many out there. So just thank you for all the work that you've done and and are continuing to do for everyone out there. So on the opposite side of the spectrum, what would you say is your biggest lesson learned? Yeah. So back when I came into the Salesforce ecosystem, 2004, I think it was, 2003, it's been a while. It wasn't like it is today. There wasn't a, a lot of social platforms where you can connect with other trailblazers, but they did have user groups. And I didn't find out about user groups until I was well into the platform itself. I wish I would have found those user groups earlier. But when I did find it, I you know was here locally in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's called the Twin Cities User Groups. At that time, we had so so many individuals in our user group. I think at that time we were considered one of the largest. I think Erica Cool said that she was the leader of the Trailblazer community at the time. And I went into the meeting and I I didn't feel like it was a place for me. There was no other people of color in the room. I felt so out of place and so I would have to say vulnerable in that moment. However, when I walked in and I was looking for somewhere to sit, I was welcomed so warmly that I just, I never stopped going <laughs> from that point on. Lena Hofer, she was one of the user group leaders, Dory Spar. There was a slew of MVPs that were in uh, this community and just had me sit at their table and welcomed me with open arms. And that just made me feel like I had found my place. And I mean, you mentioned MVP. Why don't you explain that for the listeners? What's an MVP? So you have tremendous product knowledge, but you're passionate about not just that product, not just the organization, but you're passionate about helping others understand what this product and these service offerings can do. But your number one goal is to help people. And you're doing that without, let's say, vying for recognition to be a part of this program. It's core or it's centered to who you are and what you do on a day-to-day basis. So it's not even something that you're not doing every day. It's something that you're already doing. But Salesforce has taken that and said, since you're doing this, let's recognize you. Let's give you some additional benefits. Like, let's give you a larger platform. So then that way you can do more for those that you're trying to help. Yeah, and I thank you for that explanation because, you know, for the the listener out there, Trailblazer was not the term from the very beginning. It was always a customer hero. And you all were on the front lines making the product successful by the implementations, the configurations that you built inside of Salesforce so, and with these user groups and the MVPs, that's why I think it was always such a great thing that Salesforce did with our customers is really make, you guys are making the product come to life. And and I'm, it makes me, I get the chills actually thinking about Lena and the crew 
making you feel welcome. And I think, I mean, that's just part of who we are. It's like, and explaining what is special about Salesforce and the Ohana. And and that's where I want to go to next. I talk about the meaning of Ohana to a lot of folks, but it's different for everyone. And I ask this of all my guests and and everyone describes it a little bit differently, but I'm curious, how would you describe the Ohana and what does it mean to you? I know it's cliche, but for me, it it truly does mean family for me. And it's not cliche. It's not a buzzword. It's it's not some type of marketing gimmick. It is 100% authentic. The majority of my adult friends that I currently have right now that I consider family, that I call a sister, that we fly to see each other when things aren't going right, that we call and have conference call to make sure that we're all doing well, is individuals that I found inside of the Ohana, that I found because of my career within Salesforce. I didn't have that nucleus before. I didn't have that support system before. And now I do. And it's not just those people that I talk to on a day-to-day basis that I call sisters. It's the extended Ohana as well that I can reach out to if I'm having problems or if I'm experiencing some type of challenge that welcomes me with open arms, that tells me periodically like that I'm I'm making a difference that I'm having an impact it means so much to me cuz being being someone who didn't grow up in tech or have this four-year college degree or looked at as someone that traditionally can provide value the salesforce community has made sure that is not the narrative that they give to individuals who come from a background that was not traditionally tech focused who identifies as someone who's been historically excluded from these opportunities. They're welcoming you with open arms. They're saying that you can do it. And they're saying that we are here to help you along this journey. I love hearing that. And if there are any special stories or are there any Ohana moments, if you will, that's really a little behind the scenes that you may want to share that that really describes that meaning of Ohana to you? Do you have a story? I have a so many stories, Dan. <laughs> there are so many stories. And maybe this is one of the stories that's going to be publicized. I know they have the new Trailblazer marketing series that Leah and another individual started. And I know they just released Aaron's episode on Salesforce Plus. But with his story, he came into the Salesforce ecosystem. He had no tech experience. He had found out about this ecosystem and he I think one of his cousins was involved and she told him, hey, Chicago user group is having like a regional meeting. You should definitely attend. And of course, you know all about the Dreaming events. You've spoken at several of them. And the Dreaming events are amazing, you know, I would say facilitators of people who want to know more, but don't want to, let's say, go to a Dreamforce or a world tour where, you know, this it, it just seems overwhelming. These are regional community events where they welcome everyone and you can learn in bite-sized pieces. So his cousin, she knew like a, a nucleus of the Salesforce MVPs and community leaders. And she reached out to us and said, hey, my cousin is coming. I would really like for him to learn more. And so we were like, yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. We we gonna make sure he get in, welcome him with open arms, et cetera, et cetera. So he he comes to Midwest Dreaming, and it's me, uh, Toya, and Revi, and we're um, like like where's this guy at? We want to make sure he gets a warm welcome. And 
from my understanding, Toya found him first. And <laughs> I love how you guys all cl- want to claim that, right? Exactly. <laughs> We're like, that's my win. That's my win. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Toya, Toya grabbed him and was like, you in here now, you not going nowhere <laughs> type of scenario. And ever since then, you know, welcoming him, him in, trying to be a support system for him. And making sure that he has the right connections, et cetera. He's now a golden hoodie winner. You know, he has an amazing job. And I don't want to spoil the series, but you can hear all about it on Salesforce Plus. But it was just, it's just one of those stories where you're like, that is the heart of the community. And that you you will hear that story over and over again, where it's like these, you know, individuals, they welcomed me and they wanted nothing from me. They just wanted me to succeed. I honestly am choked up hearing that just because, I mean, you did this way back in the early days. You didn't part of it, but then you're there to help mentor and drive that with other folks. So that's amazing. It's important, right, Dan? It's important to give back in any possible way that you can. I mean, personally, like I didn't get to where I am by myself. I didn't I I got here because of people that were invested in me, not just as a colleague, but as an individual, like they saw something in me and helped me through that. I mean, Dan, you're one of those people. Chris Landy is one of those people. Mark Benioff is one of those people. There's so many people that you will meet in this ecosystem that you have no idea the impact they're they're going to have on your journey. Yeah. So let's get into our next segment called What's Cooking? Hey, buddy, what's cooking? Let's both cook together. Yeah, cooking, 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 cooking now. All right. So, Shauna, you are the global product growth and innovation evangelist at Get Feedback. Talk about how you got to where you are now and what your journey has been like to get to your current role. I always say, like, I don't know how I got here. But it's it's an accumulation, right? Like you said, putting in the work, just knowing product, knowing how to position product and understanding the Salesforce ecosystem overall is, I think, one of the main reasons or the main kind of like things that attracted get fit feedback to me as a individual. I would have to attribute me being introduced to get feedback to Layla Seika, who is an amazing mentor of mine and ex Salesforce executive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, I'm my claiming win. her my as well. Mentee mentor. <laughs> <laughs> my win. So she was an amazing mentor and she was doing consulting for a while. So after I came out of my first job in the Salesforce ecosystem, I went into a little bit of a different area with FinServe to medical tech. It was like just kind of all over the place. But I was still doing work on the Salesforce platform. And I was telling Layla, like, I'm looking for something different. I'm not sure what that is right now, but I love the Salesforce ecosystem. I want to stay there. I want to be able to essentially evangelize that product in and outside of the ecosystem. She essentially told me to write down some things that I'm passionate about. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call, essentially, and was asked to interview for a position that I had no idea about. So went through the whole interview process. And when I tell you Craig Scholl, Craig Scholl was CEO of Get Feedback and also a great mentor of mine. He is not your average. Uh, let me ask you really quick. I'm going to say he's my mentee. So that's 
(laughs) So by proxy, I'm your mentee. (laughs) But all in all, it ended up to be a very great process. And they decided to bring me on staff. And ever since then, it's just been an amazing partnership between Get Feedback and Salesforce and being able to not just evangelize the Get Feedback product, which is what they pay me for, (laughs) but also evangelize the Salesforce product within my organization as well, et cetera. Tell us a little bit more about that, the, the evangelization of Get Feedback and Salesforce. Maybe give me a little pitch for the viewers and the listeners. So if you think about customer experience and your voice of the customer initiatives, you're going to think about Get Feedback as the tool that's going to integrate into Salesforce to then allow you to be able to collect the insights that are most important to you from your customers. And then when you think about Salesforce, we use Salesforce as our mostly our automation engine. And we don't want your data. So feedback, that's a lot of data. We don't want to keep that. We don't want to house that. That's what differentiates us between Qualtrics and Medallia, other partners such as that. We want your data to live in your system of truth, your source of truth, which is Salesforce, your CRM. And we leverage Salesforce because of its vast array of stack and automation and analytics, et cetera. We utilize that platform to then, I would say, enhance our platform and make our service offerings better as well. I love it. I'm sold. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So what challenges are you seeing now and, and how are you applying what you learned at Salesforce to these challenges? We see a lot of challenges when it comes to integration and or being able to, it's like, what do we do now? Like we have all this data, we have this information. How do we take action? What's the next step? What do we do? And what I've had the the privilege and the ability to do is not only learn more about what it means to take action and to really take control, but also how to do that. And Salesforce provides you with the tools to be able to take action, but also do it in real time, right? So it's you don't have to wait to give your customers that experience that you want to give them. You don't have to wait to follow up with a phone call. This information can be automated. That information can be used by Einstein Analytics to drive that conversation forward as well. I've learned that not one solution is going to fix all your problems. So everybody says Salesforce, and of course I say Salesforce, but I say Salesforce in in the term of Utilizing Salesforce as your core CRM. Salesforce also believes this because that's the reason why they have the whole partner ecosystem. They know they can't do everything and they know they don't do everything well. So they rely on their partners that focus on those areas of expertise to do it well. And they vet the partners. They have to go through security reviews and et cetera. So relying on Salesforce as your CRM and maybe other service and sales tools, marketing tools that may be available, but also reaching out into the partner network to say, hey, I need help. Now, that is a lesson learned, not just in tech, but in life. Like you can't be everything for everyone and everyone needs help. I think we've all realized that as humans through this pandemic, that we need other people. Being alone is not good. (laughs) So within... 
get feedback, but also think about it in the ecosystem. What's next for you and how are you shaping the future? I always want to have a tie back into the Salesforce community. Some way, somehow, that's what I want. I see myself pivoting more into the customer experience space, just because that's what I'm finding myself more and more passionate about, how people experience product and or services. How can I really help inform those decisions and create those experiences? And I see that not only in you know my career, but my nonprofit as well. So I'm going to always be the person that will look for ways to help others improve upon their life, circumstances, et cetera, in any way that I can. So the nonprofit that I'm running now is called Teen Tech Titans. It is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's something that I built locally and help individuals really realize their potential. Just go to teentechtitans.org and you'll be able to look and read all about the programs, et cetera, and ways that you can help. And a lot of people don't realize, like, of course, I want revenue and donations, but that's just, that's not the only way that you can help. You can help with your knowledge, expertise, skills, connections, et cetera. So if there's something, if you know someone that has an organization that wants to give back, that has VTO hours to give, let me know. I'm always open to partnering, et cetera, with other organizations. Thank you for sharing that. So let's get into our final segment, Future Forecasts. So Shauna, what do you envision as the future of the Salesforce ecosystem? It's already gone through an evolution, right? The Salesforce ecosystem has. We had Erica Cool, that was the founder and builder of the ecosystem since its inception. And then a few years ago, that baton was handed over to Leah McGowan-Hare, who is a fantastic, just... I don't like there's no words to describe her. <laughs> She's <laughs> she is incredible. Her spirit, her her energy. She's a big ball of light for me. Going back to my early days of Salesforce, and I'm just gonna say this: I wasn't certified. I knew about the platform, I can configure the platform. I didn't see a need for certification. I'm like, why do I need to be certified? I already know what I'm doing. I've been doing it for years. Blah, blah. And Leah was uh, the first person to say, go get your butt certified now. And um, (laughs) she really helped me along that process. And I'm indebted to her. And I'm grateful uh, that she was able to help me see the value in that. It did help advance my career in in some aspects. So I, I really appreciate that. But the evolution of the community, I can see with her in charge, I would see it being a lot of focus around education and community. So not it, it won't be just a focus on community building, but it'll be a focus on incorporating some type of education in, in there as well. Uh, and I think also finding talent, right? Yes, 100%. So can you give us a prediction of where you think the tech or cloud industry is headed in the future? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with technology, of course, especially being, you know, a Black woman in tech. And I know a lot of people say, oh, why do you always talk about like these things? And why do we always have to hear about things, these things? It's because these specific things impact, they have real impact on people like me. And it's not a cliche. And the reason why, you know, it really... I have that love-hate relationship is because tech has done so much for me 
and the generational wealth that I've been able to build for my family. But it also has such a long way to go in, in terms of that. And we've seen that after the murder summer with George Floyd's death and all the other killings, Ahmaud Aubrey. We've seen a lot of organizations step up and take a pledge or speak out, et cetera, et cetera. But we have yet to see the real tangible results of those efforts. So I'm hoping that in the near future that we will start seeing some of those tangible efforts. Because if you look at everyone's DEI scores, most of them haven't moved. They haven't budged. And that's a problem that we need to fix. And I mean, just to pull on that thread a little bit more, I I know there's no silver bullet with this. I mean, what are some thoughts of helping other companies out there think about how they can go about increasing the DEI numbers at their company? Thank you for bringing that up because a lot of times people will say, oh, we've hired X amount of people that identify as underrepresented. It's not just about it's not just about hiring them. What is your retention like? Like, how are they staying? Do they feel welcome? Do they feel included in your organizations? And then why not? Are you doing those entry surveys? Are you doing those exit surveys and understanding why these people aren't staying, why they don't like the culture and or the environment? Don't hire for your culture. You know, organizations, they'll say, we want a culture fit, right? That's not what you want. You want a culture ad because you want to add to your culture. You want to learn more about other cultures to then make your culture more diverse and more accepting. I see a lot of organizations that don't think that way. And they think that if they add to their culture, it's going to mess up the dynamic, you know, of their organization, or it's not going to be what they envisioned it to be. But isn't that what innovation and evolution is? I agree with that a million percent. And learning from everyone is is really the way we're going to get there. So slight pivot, just thinking through the nucleus of the entire ecosystem we're talking about, Salesforce. What do you think the future of Salesforce looks like? I don't know. It's interesting now that Mark announced Brett as the co-CEO. I love Brett is an amazing individual. Meeting him back in his quip days and he is big on community. He's big on customer, voice of the customer and customer experience, but he has a large, you know, role in product. So I'm hoping <laughs> that there'll be a refocus or reshift on making the platform what it was always intended and meant to be, a solution that is customer first, but also easy to configure and get lightning working to what it was sold to be. (laughs) What advice do you have for other aspiring trailblazers out there? It's easier, I know it's easier said than done to put yourself out there and to be vulnerable But go to a local user group meeting, go to a dreaming event, go to a world tour. But don't just go take that action, right? Introduce yourself to other people, meet people, connect with them on LinkedIn, connect with them on Twitter, whatever social platform you're most comfortable with. You know, join the Trailblazer community, start having conversations in there, ask questions that you may not be able to figure out you will start seeing the magic that is the Trailblazer community. You will start seeing the love that is shared there. And every community or every family has its problems, right? 
I mean, I don't like everybody in my family. I have love for them, but I don't have to talk to them and be around them every day. And that's true with any community or any family. So don't expect perfection, but expect that there is genuine love within this community and genuine people who just want to help. Love it. Okay, before letting you go, let's have a little fun. Are you ready for this? With a quick lightning round. Oh, shoot. Oh, I I just got off a 6 a.m. flight, Dan. I mean, I'm not going to come at you like super fast. Not like Salesforce lightning fast, if you will. (laughs) You can do lightning fast. fast, fast. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Favorite product? Service cloud. Not even get feedback? (laughs) All right. Listen, listen, service, get feedback was built because of the service cloud. Listen, I, I know where my origins true, come from. true, true <laughs> that. Okay. Classic or lightning? Cl- <laughs> lightning. <laughs> All right. Favorite Salesforce character? Okay, so Ruth is amazing. And I was talking to Dominique, who is the creator of all the Salesforce characters. And she was asking about this new character called Ruth. And we were in India, of all places. And she was like, yeah, I want to do this new character. What do you think? And I literally let out a scream because it was an elephant. And elephants are my favorite. Like, my one dream is just to go and, like, pet and play with baby elephants. Like, that. that's my one dream. One day it'll happen. And she was like, yeah, she's an elephant. And I, like, lost it. And she was asking me about her clothes and, like, what type of accessories she should have. And I was like, well, of course she should be sassy, like me. Like, she needs to have a, a nice, colorful shirt, pearls around her neck or something Hold to on. give her some style. And, have- uh... <laughs> Yay! Yep. <laughs> Look at her. Ain't she? Yeah. Ain't she adorbs? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Back to the Salesforce lightning round. Okay, here we go. Favorite marketing campaign of all time? I would say the Change Makers marketing thing that Christina Christina Jones did. Uh, w- there was some great stories in there. Favorite brand of anything besides Salesforce or Get Feedback? <laughs> Louboutin. <laughs> Secret skill that's not on the resume. I can, I designed clothes before. That's awesome. Okay. You just won front row seats to your dream event. What is it? A private, like, session with Trevor Noah. I love that. (laughs) All right, Shauna. Shauna, this has been so much fun. And before I let you go, let the listeners know where they can find you. And is there anything else you'd like to share or anything to plug? You can find me on Twitter at Sassy, S-A-A-S-Y, underscore Sista, S-I-S-T-A-H. You can find me on Insta, the same handle. You can find me on SassySista.com, which is my blog site. You can find me in the Trailblazer community as well. What else? Anything else I want to plug? I would say go take a look at the new Trailblazer series on Trailblazer Plus because there's some amazing stories there that I think 
anyone would really enjoy. I would also say I'm giving a plug in to the community group leaders and the dreaming events because those are put on by people like you and me who aren't Salesforce employees. They volunteer their time on top of their already crazy work schedule. So please show them support, show up and show out, as I like to say. And then also uh, think about how you can give back as well and what Everyone has some sort of talent, some sort of knowledge that they can share. And just think about how you can share yours. Thank you so much, Shauna, for your time. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Inside the Ohana is brought to you by our friends at Qualified.com, the conversational sales and marketing company that's on a mission to transform the way B2B companies sell. Go to Qualified.com to learn more. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate and review it and tell a friend. Thank you for listening.